2: If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details.
3: Hey, everybody. Let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language, free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big, I mean, huge for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to AnchorFM.com to get started. <sighs>
4: is the main event
3: this is the main event mark's podcast on the unhinged sports network i'm your first host lifelong wrestling fan former radio guy troy and with me as always is the wwe walking wrestling encyclopedia and the main event collector he is the Owen Hart to my british bulldog the two-time marquee award-winning greg what's up greg Woo! You are not a nugget. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My nose isn't big enough to be own heart. <laughs>
3: I look like a damn aardvark. <laughs> Man, uh, we landed on this show. I think it is a forgotten in-your-house today. Ladies and gents, we were talking about good friends, better enemies. I don't know. There, are, there aren't a lot of in-your-house events, I think, that really pop out at people where they're like, oh, yeah, that one. And this one, I don't know. There was some stuff on it. It's definitely a lot of interesting uh, asides and whatever. Whether the matches were good or not, but the main event.
2: Was- I think this is um, a, you said forgotten classic. But I also think it's like, if you really watch it, you really got like early, early, early shades of the Attitude Era.
3: Uh Yeah, I had some of that in there, uh, definitely a lot, I mean, it had all the hallmarks of the, because uh, when I was a kid renting videotapes, it was a lot of new generation stuff, like pre-attitude era, and you had all the staples of that new generation in here, Skip and Zip, the, the Godwins, uh, Goldust in his early run with Marlena, just... Uh,
2: I mean, we'll get to it, but there's an incident in the main event that, like... That was like a first time ever to me at that point. Like, wow! Oh, Definitely yeah. something you see in 1998. So, and again, we'll get to it. But yeah, I mean, when I watched it, this back, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. That was well, insane. And
3: when, <laughs> and when you when when you watch this, yeah, I forgot about that too. Uh, when because I I knew that it happened, I just didn't know it was on this card. So, uh, but you you see kind of remnants of the golden era, golden age, whatever you want to call it. And then you got a bunch of new generation and then yeah, like you said, shades of what would become the Attitude Era. So it was a nice combo in here, and there's a lot going on in the year nineteen ninety-six. Yeah. Uh, transitioning. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. But we'll uh we'll get into all of that. We're gonna take our first break here. When we come back, we'll dive into the news and notes. And since this is a uh since this is a an in-your-house event, it's not very long, so you know, well, we're, we got a lot of news to cover. The show itself, there's some notes about the matches, but, you know, what was it? Two, little over two hours long, right? Two and a half hours.
2: Yeah, that was when they were uh, glorified, we'll call it super episodes of Raw at that time.
3: <laughs> was Raw one hour at this point, or had it gone to two? Mm, it was,
2: was it 96? Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember. Wanna
3: when say they... it's. I want to say it's two. Okay. Uh, so that i don't think that was i think that was fairly new then if it was two hours uh, I, i'm were...
2: almost certain to this is not probably not the last one but it's like one of the last ones that was ever this length and they went to three hours eventually
3: right yeah and we're going to be covering the or the the next in your house after this one we'll be covering that next month and boy there's a lot to get into with that one as well but this one is good friends better enemies We'll talk about all the news and notes from the time on the other end of this break. Uh, real quick, we are sponsored by Fanatics and Fubo TV. Click on the links down in the description. We will talk about them more in the commercial breaks. But Fanatics has all of your officially licensed sports gear from NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, and the NCAA. Where And Fubo TV will help you cut the cord and they'll provide you over 100 channels, cloud DVR, and no early cancellation fees. So sign up for your free trial today. We'll be back on the other side of this break with news and notes. Follow the Main
1: Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
3: It's the very best of professional wrestling's past every Monday on
1: Rat Wrestling
3: Review. I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the Sport of Kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning. Unbelievable! The
4: crowd absolutely stunned! <sighs>
1: are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
3: All right, we are back. Time to dive into the news from late April of 1996. Uh, This was a makeup show here because uh, what, what was I thinking of that wasn't on Peacock that I had scheduled? Do you even remember?
2: I don't even remember, but I'm glad we did this one.
3: Yeah, I can't remember what it was we had scheduled that I had to scrap this it. Is May? Oh, I remember, no, April. It was uh the, the Nitro reboot from 2000. Oh, that yes. Yeah, well, and, and we'll cover that eventually uh, I mean, down the line. this is probably better. Yeah, I mean, that show wasn't great. I mean, it was just...
2: I, I think after the opening segment, we would have got a little bit bored.
3: Probably, and I, I do want to cover it eventually, just because... There's a lot to talk about in uh, April of 2000 in WCW, but, uh, you know, we'll save that for a later date. You know, Peacock's pouring in new stuff week by week, month by month. So we'll get to it maybe next year, whichever. But this was late April, and uh, I, I didn't plan it that way. I just had to move around the schedule. And oddly enough, you know, it just kind of landed on the perfect time. So we are. I'm actually was
2: shocked we've never done this one.
3: Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, we are 25 years removed. So that's a, it's an anniversary there. We're uh, I, I can't believe it's 25 years ago. I have to go reevaluate my life. But anyway, you,
2: I watched this live. Screw you. <laughs>
3: I could have watched it live. I just didn't watch wrestling at this time. I was a little young. Either way, uh, WCW Nitro is expected to get destroyed by the WWF and the TV ratings for the rest of the month. Because the time slot for Nitro is getting bounced around due to the NBA playoffs on TNT.
2: Spoiler! It does not. Oh, it doesn't? Nah, this is in the midst of uh, uh, 83 weeks, I believe. Or maybe the start of it?
3: Mm, uh, Yeah, because they broke it in April of 98. So, I don't know. They went all through. I know they went all through uh, 97 not losing a single week, so. No, no,
2: they did lose, I guarantee it was only by like a half a point.
3: Yeah. Well, this one what's funny is, you know, you flash forward, you know, 25 years and another wrestling program is being preempted by the NBA playoffs. Yep. I mean, not currently I don't think, uh but l- was it's it last to. It was it last year that they were uh they other time slot bounced around because of the NBA.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen all the time because the nba yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> right yeah I it mean, will
2: bring more viewers than well anything other than football but
3: right uh does the nba brings in more viewers than baseball oh yeah oh wow i yeah. see I, I don't pay attention to the ratings so I, I didn't i mean i do here and there but not enough to know i, I didn't know baseball was uh down that much well speaking of uh wcw here Hulk Hogan will be taking time off from WCW to go film a movie. The tentative plan is for Hogan to return in August to face either Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, although that plan will probably change 50 times between now and then. Ooh, man. (laughs) Who was it that he uh, that he came back to feud with? Was it was it? I mean, no, when, he came when, back. He I know, I know. We, had, we hadn't, always, I know.
2: <laughs> well, we literally hadn't seen him before then, though. No, I'm just saying, though. Like, they, yeah. you know, they always leave that tidbit off when then talk talking about histories. Like, we hadn't seen Hogan in months, so.
3: Yeah. So uh, what was he filming in?
2: I don't. I was about to ask Summer '96.
3: Huh? Uh, well, I don't think it was Mr. Nanny because it would no, because that, that came that, out. B-
2: that had been gone. Um, yeah. Uh, it it was
3: muscles. It wasn't Three Ninjas i think that was coming up the next year was or wait okay, then no, the only it? thing i
2: could think of uh, would be assault on devil's island that was a tnt exclusive
3: hmm oh. yeah i don't i really don't know it's, i would assume
2: uh, it's assault on devil's island
3: you know what's funny is uh you know how i was talking a couple of weeks ago about like how the rock has made so many movies now he actually has a filmography page just to yeah. himself well hogan does not he just has like a little section on his wiki page Let's see, 96... Okay, in 96, he came out with Santa with Muscles. So I don't know if he was filming it. And then he had a gap. He didn't do... Because uh, in 96, he had Spy Hard... See, see what
2: comes out uh, after December of this year.
3: Nothing comes out in 97 at all. And in 98, he has Mackenzie's Island and Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. So it might have been Three
2: Ninjas. Where's well, Assault on Devil's Island? Do you see that?
3: Um, I... Do not, it, that, might not even a...
2: be, it might not be on there because it was a tv movie
3: yeah i'm, I'm really sorry okay. assault on death mountain oh never never mind assault on devil's island yeah it came out in 97
2: it, okay. yeah tv film I think that's what it was
3: yeah so that uh it's a hell of a thing to take time off from nitro Did, i wonder uh what kind of ratings it pulled in
2: i remember them having a whole promo on nitro about it doing gangbusters but Hmm. I don't know if that's legit or not.
3: I've never even heard of it. I mean, it was kind of, you know, it was a TV movie before my time. uh, So, you
2: know, it was clearly corny, but I had fun watching it.
3: I don't think Hulk Hogan's been in anything that wasn't corny. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, The Giant won the WCW title on Nitro, on a Nitro taping that will air next week. It won't air live because Eric Bischoff and several other WCW stars will be in Japan. The Giant is only 24. And this makes him one of the youngest people to ever win that title. Luthez is the youngest, winning it back when he was 21, uh, back in 1937. However, the Giant is the first wrestler to ever win it in his rookie year.
2: Hmm.
3: So, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I remember that wish. one, though. Uh, I, think he, I believe he beat Macho Man. I don't even think it was an advertised match, if I remember correctly. And if it was, I didn't see it. So,
3: I'm a little shocked that they're including Luthez in this, because it's like... They had broke off from the NWA years ago, so I mean, this is not... I mean, the big gold was considered the NWA title at one point, but it wasn't for years. I mean, the NWA title is out there somewhere else. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter at this point, but it's like... I mean, unless they're just lumping in all world champions ever.
2: Well, that gold belt is spun off from that, so that's what they're probably Yeah,
3: That's the only thing I can think of, but... Uh, this one's... I think he's in WWE at this point. Uh, is Brian Pillman in WWE or in WCW right now?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, think, I, think, he's, he's about I to... think he just did the whole thing at Super Brawl.
3: Okay, Booker yeah, Man. so... That's right, yeah. So he's still here. He hadn't quite... That's right, because yeah. he's still injured. You actually,
2: actually, actually, he might be right in between. He might be in ECW at this point.
3: No, I, th- I think he's about to pop because oh, yeah. I remember... Is, well, you'll see from the story, but I remember when he popped up in WCW or excuse me, ECW, he was on crutches with his foot all wrapped yeah. up. So uh, and when
2: he was going to whip out his Johnson and take a piss right here in this ring.
3: And he dropped the N-word. So did he really? Yeah, that's why he dropped the N-word during his promo. That's why uh, they, they literally had to hold New Jack back backstage. That was one time where he, he had an actual gripe with somebody and could claim for all the world to see. Hey, he said it not right you know. but
2: no one said it to him he he well, says yeah. everybody says it to him oh so, that's I mean, true not excusing i'm just saying just going off of what he says
3: right they called me the n-word so i stabbed him in the ring like does everybody just whip out the n-word to you because just wow man that seems a little weird but anyway uh brian pillman was released from the hospital last week four days after suffering numerous serious injuries a car accident When police and medics arrived on the scene of the accident, Pillman had lost so much blood that they initially believed he wouldn't survive. His face was so swollen. I know. Well, his face was so swollen that his own sister couldn't identify him at the hospital, and he spent the first three days in the hospital in the burn unit. The worst injury was a completely crushed ankle, and they had to remove a bone from his hip to use in the surgery to reconstruct it. He also suffered a broken nose, fractured cheekbone, and dislocated jaw, and had facial surgery to fix all of that, and currently has a jaw, his jaw wired shut. Pillman wasn't wearing his seatbelt, which probably saved his life in this case, and he would have been crushed inside the vehicle otherwise. Pillman had plastic surgery and four steel plates put in his face, and he was released from the hospital. He still has one more surgery to go. And they'll eventually need to remove the steel rod that was put into his ankle after the first ankle surgery. Good lord, that's a uh, a lot to digest.
2: I've always found it crazy that his worst injury was an ankle injury out of a freaking car crash.
3: Yeah, I from what I had heard, and I'm sure because uh, is is it the season premiere of Dark Side of the Ring is going to be on Pillman?
2: I think so.
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm sure they'll get into. Well, I know they'll get into all of this on there, but supposedly his ankle was turned all the way around to where his foot faced behind him. Damn, man. Yeah, it's nuts.
2: It sounds made yeah. up.
3: I know. Uh, and this is the second story, by the way. <laughs> you know, and this is a weird stat because I, I only remember this because you, you commented on it. It's like how many times do you hear the phrase uh, him not wearing a seatbelt probably saved his life. Yeah. Because we said that about uh, Eddie Guerrero during his wreck, because it threw him out of the car and into a tree, but he like not into the side of the tree, but like up into the branches. So it like caught him, (sighs) man. You want to talk about, uh, you know, somebody looking down on you? Good grief.
2: It wasn't time.
3: (laughs) Uh, Getting into ECW now, we actually have a lot of ECW news here or well, not a lot, but more than usual. So there's that.
2: Should we apologize in advance?
3: <laughs> Maybe. This first one. I remember the story. I forgot that it was around this time. Uh, ECW had what is believed to be Pro Wrestling's first lesbian moment. Beuler revealed Whoa, that she, of course. <laughs> Bueller revealed that she was never pregnant and that she had been cheating on Tommy Dreamer with Kimona Wanalea. The two women started making out, which got a huge pop. Go figure and then Tommy Dreamer started kissing both of them and left the ring with them to go have quote, a new kind of three-way dance good lord
2: he said, and I quote, I can take them both, I'm hardcore <laughs> that's this is the product that people like
3: well, that segment of ECW TV did not air on the MSG network because they uh, cut it out for uh, censoring purposes Yeah, this was back in a time, by the way, where you had to censor lesbian moments. (laughs) Different time, man. This
2: is what people want, bro.
3: I just, uh, yeah, this this was the start. I think this was the first um, thing of uh, in in pro wrestling of crap. We booked this woman to be pregnant, but she's not going to give birth. So now what do we do?
2: Oh, she just lied could have had a fat suit or something
3: yeah well it's like they've had uh one miscarriage uh one teased miscarriage but then she came out and said no i was never pregnant and didn't didn't they have something with was it lana in the last couple of years where she said she was pregnant i think so i can't remember Uh, there was somebody i swear but either way yeah so this like i don't know why do they keep doing this it doesn't end well. Like, I, I well, like how he cares, bro. I liked how I guarantee I can almost go like down Paul Heyman's like thinking here when he's booking this. He's like, well, she's not going to give birth, sir. But may, if I may have another volley, the crowd will not be so angry <laughs> if we have her kiss another woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> A drunk Philly crowd. Oh, man. played that one. Well.
3: They're like Paul. How do we have a? How do, they're they're going to be pissed off because you know we don't have a payoff to this. So what do we do? Have them make out, sir. <laughs> I know right. want get me off, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, ECW banned blading, which is something I never thought I would say. Uh, but after Tommy, yeah, Morris, I,
2: you know you can still bleed the hard way though, I and mean, we're going to film it. But just – Well,
3: yeah, just just no, you know. Purposeful, no, no blading where you cut yourself, but others may cut you. So that that <laughs> that's fine. That's what what the hell. But they banned blading after the Tommy Morris HIV story. Do you know who Tommy Morris is? Don't. Okay. Tommy yeah. Morris. Yeah, Tommy or sorry, Tommy Morris' son. Excuse me.
2: Oh, I, think, I believe that was the uh, the villain from Rocky Five.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it
3: Took me as that's Tommy. Oh, wait, his his real name is tommy morrison
2: i believe so yeah i think he just wow. died recently too
3: Ah oh, man that sucks yeah. see now i
2: <laughs> what was the I'm incident like,
3: uh he had hiv
2: that's right yeah okay it's, he, yeah yeah
3: yeah american boxer i'm gonna assume that's it yeah it was <laughs> uh, and okay yeah he retired from boxing in 1996 when he tested positive for hiv so there you go tommy gun
2: tommy the machine gun
3: oh yes that, that's right uh, Rocky no, robot. Robot. <laughs> oh my gosh anyway uh but this week raven and one of the bruise brothers who was what, what were they into blue the blue brothers uh skull and eight ball
2: yeah jacob and i blue skull and eight ball creative control yeah pat, Big and, Ron, pat, and, gerald. Heavy, yeah, pat and gerald heavy yeah
3: yeah yep so All those guys both. Those guys who may or may not be Nazis, like real life Nazis, not uh, not the fake kind.
2: <laughs> you say they're in the Aryan Brotherhood or something like
3: that. Yeah, supposedly they have Aryan Brotherhood tattoos, which I uh, I don't I mean I don't know. Not I, touching I, that. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I it's never it's it's a rumor. Why well, is there a rumor or an innuendo? No. But yeah, supposedly. They uh, they they're they're supposedly shoot Nazis, not working Nazis, you know, because Fritz von Erich he was a working Nazi, not a shooting Nazi.
2: Where do you get and Nazis for wrestling?
3: That that story that Germany doesn't like to talk about. Okay, it's just you you don't talk about it, and they don't either. All right. Anyway, can you, Wow.
2: <laughs> crap, not what I uh, thought, but okay.
3: Yeah, this is uh bad that I just talked about. They may or may not be Nazis, and then I'm talking about Paul Heyman who is Jewish, but here we go. Anyway, uh, Raven,
2: I don't know what piece said together, so yeah, this is on you.
3: <laughs> well, Raven, who is also Jewish and one of the bruise brothers were both accidentally busted open during matches. Paul Heyman said that for insurance reasons, he's not even considering being bringing Blading back right now. However, Heyman did say that he overestimated how big the Tommy Morrison story would end up being, and admitted that blading will probably return to ECW eventually. Spoilers. Yeah, they uh it did.
2: <laughs> because people it's, ble- what, it's what ECW needed. You know, you can't get over it without bleeding hardcore.
3: Well, of course. Duh. I mean, uh, gotten... Sucked, sorry. God dang it, they must bleed, pal. Uh speak. Keeping on that same vein or whatever. I, gosh, I should have picked a better word. Uh, Paul Heyman suspended the Bruise brothers for three weeks after an incident where one of them threw a chair into the crowd and hit a fan.
2: Dude, that's so messed <laughs> up, man. It's going to cost him at least 50 bucks.
3: I know, right? Uh, man, it's like, uh, it was, I, I want a million dollars. If I may have another volley, sir, here are some coupons to McDonald's. <laughs> I'll take it. Good grief. Here's a half-used food stamp card. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just... Wow. Why was that always a thing in ECW? Crap was getting thrown into the crowd, or including bodies, and people were getting hurt.
2: Stupid. I don't know, but like a lot of the uh, documentaries you're seeing stuff will have you believe that fans loved it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I don't know how many lawsuits there were against ECW. They kept that kind of hush-hush, so... I don't, I don't know if they did or not. Uh, last ECW story here. JT Smith, <laughs> J.T. Smith was injured, quote, because Devon Dudley didn't know how to give a chair shot without killing anyone, end quote. And a week later, Smith's ears are still ringing from Devon, stiffing him with the chair. At the next show, Devon overcompensated by giving really weak chair shots that looked terrible.
2: Damned <sighs> if you do.
3: I like how... Bubba Ray never puts his hands up like he always said he's like, oh, you know, it looks better if I just take it with my head. And it's like, "Uh, yeah, like, do you want to die? Like, what the hell?
2: Bro, he's going to die. He's going to pop.
3: <laughs> wow. We're just going to kill him with a chair, bro.
2: Nobody cares about the deadlies, bro.
3: They always said that they 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 kept having to tell. Bully Ray or Bubba Ray or whatever incarnation he was. They're like, can you please try to at least block some of the chair with your hands? Don't just take it full force with your damn head.
2: I'm going to block it with my face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to Mexico for this one. I thought this one was kind of funny, so I had to include it. Of the 24 AAA wrestlers who were suspended a few weeks ago in Tijuana by the Athletic Commission all have been reinstated except for Conan. The suspension was due to a lumberjack match where all the wrestlers were outside the ring brawling with chairs and other weapons which the commission believed endangered the fans. At the later uh, at, the, at a later hearing, pretty much all of the wrestlers pointed the finger at Conan and said that he was the one who told them to use chairs and brawl with each other because what he was the booking, hell? <laughs> he bo- apparently he booked the show, so because when I first read that, I was like, wait, what? Until...
2: I believe he booked the show. I believe he might have even been responsible for it. But, man, to throw him right under the bus like that... I know. They're like, he did it! <laughs> that's pretty messed up.
3: Yeah, so what is he this? 19... the show. He the year, 1996?
2: Yeah. Uh, he's on his way to WCW anyway, so he probably didn't lose any sleep. Nor did you lose any money.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might have told them to do it, because he was like, nah, I'm out of here anyways."
2: So I have no doubt he might have probably... It's just like... Wow, man! And, they just threw him right out of that damn bus. That's, screw you.
3: Well, plus it was like, do you want twenty-four guys suspended or one guy suspended? So that, I mean, that probably would have crippled him at that point. So I'm sure Conan was like, whatever, I'll take the heat. <laughs> I, I just love that though. They're like, uh,
2: he did it. <laughs> I was <laughs> just doing the- what I was told, man.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, man, I'm man, I'm just brawling so I don't get fined, man. <laughs> wow. Getting into the WCW era, oh God. or the uh, <laughs> WWF stuff.
2: That's usage, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we got three WWF stories here. This first one, I remember hearing about this. It still makes me laugh. WWF's 900 hotline pulled a somewhat sleazy move as they teased telling fans to call in to hear what Davy Boy Smith and Magic Johnson have in common. Naturally, that started rumors that Smith has HIV, which, of course, is not true. The payoff was saying that, quote, they both had altercations with referees recently.
2: Oh, my God.
3: <sighs> <laughs> the way, like, normally I'd be like, whatever. But the worst part about this is, like, WWF went on this campaign about, like, all Scheme Gene, and he's screwing people out of their money with that WCW hotline. Hey, uh, wh- what does Davey Boy Smith and Magic
2: Johnson have in common? <laughs> Nobody's ever going to say anything other than HIV for Magic Johnson, unfortunately. I know. Not all the world or, titles, not like all the philanthropy stuff he does. Nope. They're gonna go straight to that, and that's pretty messed up.
3: I would I would even accept like oh, well, he's a multi time world champion or he won multiple titles in Los Angeles, or you know, something like that. But this one was like so damn obscure. He had an altercation with a ref?
2: Okay. Yeah, and it's ninety six. <laughs> I think he was already done with basketball this time, so
3: Yeah. Whatever. Bam Bam Bigelow is upset and claims that WWF promised him an unconditional release in exchange for him putting over gold dust on pay-per-view a while back. After Bigelow did it, WWF did give him his release, but it did have the condition that he could not work for WCW, which is what he planned to do. So for now, Bigelow can work anywhere except WCW until October. I believe he went to ECW, didn't
2: he? He did. That was the formation of the Triple Threats.
3: Yeah. So... Ah, it's like he wanted WCW and he goes there. All right.
2: I remember he was on the very last ever, ever episode of Nitro. So.
3: Yeah, taking on Sean freaking Stasiak.
2: A.K.A. Meat.
3: Yeah, A.K.A. Perfect Sean.
2: Yeah, damn right. I don't know why you yeah. say that sarcastically, but whatever.
3: He was also, I, I mean, I remember when he... Was his wasn't his debut in WCW when he popped up at like World War Three to to fight with Goldberg? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. That was later though. Yeah. Okay. 2000 or maybe 2000, 2000. No, wait, 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 wait. No, he was he was feuding with them at Starrcade or going into Starrcade when he lost the title to Nash. Never mind. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So because I remember yeah. we reviewed that World War Three now yeah. in the archives, and uh, I was and like, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Bigelow was like, hopping the railing like and dressed like a bum. And you're like, yeah, he was trying to feud with That's Goldberg.
2: Right, yeah, I forgot about that one.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, he lasted there for a while.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, if you want to go to... Did, did did Paul, like, really tie you down that bad? Or did you just like it in ECW for whatever effing reason? And the funny thing was, we we just talked about last week how... He he was in ECW so long. He goes to WCW and he gets seri- he damn near gets seriously injured in that freaking uh, uh that junk, junkyard yeah, brawl and or it, whatever. Didn't
2: he say it almost took his life somehow? No, that, uh, was, Finley. Was, that was Finley. Yeah,
3: soon. Finley got yeah hit Finley, Bigelow and uh, Raven got seriously injured in that damn thing. There was probably others, but those were the three that come to mind. Ugh. What show was that on? Was it an Uncensored? Uncensored, I believe, two thousand. Yeah. 99? Hey, hi, maybe. We gotta review that show sometime, just, uh, just cause.
2: Mark it down, yeah. next March. <laughs>
3: yeah. Alright, final story here, and this because it leads into the, to the pay-per-view. Goldust's knee injury is a torn MCL. He's expected to still work his match against Ultimate Warrior at In Your House, but probably won't do much, and will have to take some time off after that. He's still <laughs> told that he can rehab the knee, and he probably won't need surgery, but he will have to be out of action for a little while.
2: Okay, let me see here. He goes on to face on me Johnson at King of the Ring after this. Uh, then he's at the... Uh, what is was Beware of R- Dog? That was after this. Okay, so Yeah, Beware of this. Dog is the next show. So he doesn't go away right away. Wow. Yeah, because so I know he works. We he, he uh, works until least King of the Ring, because he faces Dustin's, on Matt Johnson.
3: Dustin's a hell of a trooper, man. I'll say that. <sighs> but and we'll get into his quote-unquote match on the show. Uh, but yeah, so that's all I got for news. I guess we should take our uh, next this, break. Uh, here.
2: Was there any mention of uh, Nash leaving?
3: Uh, I mean, it's it's. Talked about we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit once we get into the show uh there's a little bit about it it's
2: you did mention that the the coordinate uh uncle douche uh that <laughs> was gonna wrestle one of them right
3: uh yeah oh yeah that's right okay so i guess it was i guess it was known that he was leaving so i i guess the 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 news kind of broke a while before this i'm not sure exactly when it came out it's like yeah he's definitely leaving So either way, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the event at hand and just letting you know, if you're not listening on the Unhinged Sports Network, you should be. It's unhinged sn.eartime.pro. And it's free, by the way. Yeah, it is. You just go on the website, listen to it, uh, you know, stream the audio. If you were coming in late, we air Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And we air a replay right after this show ends at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. And we Thank are you. also – we are also we got replays on Thursday and Monday, both at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific p.m., by the way. That's all unhingedsn.airtime.pro. And if we have a bonus show, we always drop it on the podcast feed on a Friday. But if you want to listen live, uh, we always – put that in place of our replay on mondays so monday at eight like this past week we had uh, uh, as of the the dropping of the show uh our our latest bonus show for april dropped this past uh, monday on unhinged and also if you're listening to the podcast on the podcast feeds subscribe and leave a review it will help us get seen and please spread the word about the podcast we'll get into the show right after this
1: Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod, on Twitter at main event underscore marks, and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're brothers. That's right, yeah. We're yeah, mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared the room. Share the room. Right. We share the room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way back, mate, yeah. 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 We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor. And on PodKnife, also check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B-R O K A S there. It's alright, good on yeah. you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember yeah, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy.
1: <sighs>
4: the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle? Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning
0: at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.
1: Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on
3: YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back for WWF, In Your House 7, Good Friends, Better Enemies. I like how, by the way, like most of these were just, they just kept saying the next In Your House show. And then it's like, it didn't get its name until like the week of, maybe two weeks before. Because this... Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I remember specifically like this one, they kept talking about the next In Your House, the next In Your House, which would be Beware of Dog. But... Bulldog is not even the number one contender yet, so we don't know that that's even going to happen. Then they they do a little teaser later on in the show that we'll get into, but the date was uh, April 28th, 1996, at the Omaha Civic Auditorium in Omaha, Nebraska.
2: I'd have to do some research, but it's maybe the only pay-per-view ever in Omaha.
3: I wouldn't doubt it. They They didn't do a terrible number. I mean, I don't know what the... like what the capacity was but they got in uh 9563 fans so not bad actually that's that's more than what they pull in whenever they come to yeah dayton (laughs) uh the pay-per-view buy rate was a 0.65 so not great but in your houses i don't think in your houses usually pulled in great numbers they were just a little extra money
2: but all right they were also only like 15 bucks too
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, they were shorter shows, cheaper, and they still had the tentpole events. They had, you know, uh, they had Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Those were the five, like, pay-per-views, and then the, like, the big ones. And, yeah, the in-your-houses were just to kind of get you through to the next one. And they would usually only have, like, maybe two Big matches. If you're lucky, you got like a third big match, and the rest were just kind of like, yeah, these guys are in a feud. We'll throw them on there. But this one, the opening package shows Diesel lost the WWF title to Bret Hart. Bret Hart lost it to Shawn Michaels, and then Diesel turned on his friend Shawn Michaels so that he could get a shot at the WWF title. Excuse me, opportunity, pal. God dang it.
2: Also, I think it's worth noting this happened at a house show. I'm turning on him.
3: Yeah, because I, I was like looking at the camera quality i'm like is that shot with like it wasn't cell phone camera bag it was just like little well those big ass camcorders
2: i never understood why this happened on house show like to this day
3: well why did uh diesel's championship reign begin at a freaking house show i don't know yeah those a lot of like a couple big things for diesel happened at the, the uh the curtain call i know that wasn't booked but you know another thing happened at an msg house show Oh, man. But anyway, they paint Sean as the ultimate underdog against Big Daddy Cool. We start off with British Bulldog coming to the ring with Owen Hart, Jim Cornette, and Clarence Mason. Quite the
2: Yeah, because that made
3: sense. Right. And he's going to face Jake the Snake Roberts one-on-one. A recap video shows Robert's throwing up his uh, pet snake on Bulldog, and Bulldog freaked out. He, like, freaking dater rolled with that snake on him by the way i was like man <laughs> yeah. you almost killed it that wouldn't be the first snake that jake would have killed but whatever
2: well, it was okay when he threw matilda on people all the time though <laughs> <laughs> wow
3: uh so now mason clarence mason is uh showing the ref that he's got a court injunction to prevent jake from having his snake at ringside by the way
2: sexual uh, innuendo in three two one okay
3: <laughs> right. yeah right yeah. yeah get that snake out of here and that thing in the bag, too. <laughs> but the, the thing I didn't like about this was if you're in the crowd, you just kind of have to figure out what the hell is going on. They don't really explain any of this to you. King was the only one. He's on commentary. He's like, I, I think he's got a court injunction there. I, I think that's. Yeah, he's telling the ref. And it's like, why are you having to explain this to
2: us? Yeah, I didn't piece that together. But yeah, you're right. And it was kind of I'm
3: like the people in the crowd are probably like the F is going on. I mean, you can. I'd of, have
2: to go back and watch one of the old Raws, but he, I mean, he might have done like a whole thing where I'm going to present a court injunction before the match. I don't know. It,
3: McMahon acted like he was confused, but I don't know. I, I really don't.
2: Damn it. Did McDivitt give you that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gosh.
3: Uh, but Jake walks up to him and he, he rips the papers up. And he throws it and he grabs his snake and he throws it towards the heels. Cornette takes a back bump and he passes out. And so Jake takes his snake to the back. Clarence Mason finally helps Cornette to his <laughs> to the back. I just, I love that. Like, oh, ha oh, wipe me down. Oh, it touched me. ha oh, oh, oh. <laughs> holy, holy crap. Uh, but Cornet was hilarious, man. But Clarence Mason helps Cornette to the back. And then Jake comes back out with Ahmed Johnson. And I was just like, what is going Like, I'm so lost throughout all of this. But... I guess it made sense because Bulldog would Bulldog injure his hand.
2: Was it? Yeah. I think he broke his finger or something.
3: Yeah. Or yeah. It was the thumb. Yeah, he broke his thumb. And so he had the yeah. whole thing taped up, which, by the way, he didn't sell at all during this. Not to spoil anything.
2: Because he's a man. I will
3: say this. We can say whatever the hell we want about, you know, he wasn't a great wrestler or even a good wrestler. And he he was horrible on the mic. But hot damn, was he over?
2: Yeah, he was.
3: That music hits, and I mean, the music has something to do with it, because that was a badass theme. But Ahmed Johnson's theme hits, he walks his sweaty ass out, and the crowd just blows. I'm like,
2: I was a huge fan of it when I was a kid, too. Being yeah, honest, I, but...
3: yeah, I was too. Like, Well, and as a kid, I really didn't care if they were good wrestlers. I was just like,
2: he looks cool, and he's got
3: a cool theme. But uh, the one-on-one match now magically turns into a tag team match, so here oh, we yeah. go. It's a... <laughs> oh, man, if they were employing him at the time... But it's British Bulldog and Owen Hart versus Jake Snake Roberts and Ahmed Johnson in just under 14 minutes. British Bulldog keeps tagging out to Owen, not wanting to fight, uh, not wanting to fight Johnson specifically. In the end, Bulldog grabs Cornette's tennis racket because he left that behind, and he repeatedly hits Jake Roberts' left knee with it, or one of his knees, uh, behind the referee's back. He then grabs the leg and he like yanks on it. It's like he's trying, well, was working the leg. <laughs> But it looked like he was going to lock in a single-leg crab, but he didn't turn it. He just, like, pulled the leg up and just I held it. I
2: felt it was very awkward. I'm like, what, what's going on here? It's just... Yeah. It's like two little kids, like, play fighting. I know.
3: And Jake just taps out. And I'm like, okay. Apparently the reason for the switch, by the way, was Bulldog had a messed up knee. So he, he couldn't go the full match they wanted him to.
2: Oh, it's a good thing he's about to be in the main event the next show.
3: I know, right? Uh, but that's also why Owen worked most of the match. Like I said, Ahmed didn't sell his hurt hand at all, even though it was taped up. And Jake just looked horrible, like he was in bad shape, which is why they kept him in a vest while he wrestled. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this one and three, four stars. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. What say you?
2: I gave it one. I didn't like it. Oh, wow. So yeah. like, <laughs> I didn't think it was Some more decent terrible. Stuff is coming from all these guys eventually this year. So
3: had Jake already done the feud with Waller, or was that coming?
2: No, it's coming up. He's actually just returned to WWE at this point. Like at the Royal Rumble.
3: I, and I don't know if it just didn't come across on TV or what, but I don't know if you heard this either, but when, uh, right before Jake is getting ready to come out, uh, like, freaking Vince McMahon does his best sell job, and he's like going nuts. He's like, Get ready for the roof to blow off! And then his theme hits, and the crowd's like, Yay. <laughs> I'm like,
2: uh, uh, Oh. Go back no. and watch his, uh, his free debut at the Royal Rumble. So, I think he does the same thing.
3: <laughs> Get ready for the roof to blow off! And they're like, Oh, cool. Like, uh, Come on, Vince. I, I mean, whatever. Vince was so overly excitable. I'll say that like he makes Michael Cole look like he's tame. (laughs) Speaking of tame, we got a very, very long plug for the WWF hotline where you can hear wild man, Mark Merrow and the one, two, three kid talking crap to each other. Seems like a great way to spend your money. (laughs) Because, you know, if there are two guys, I want to hear trash talk to each other for minutes on end. It's uh, Mark Effing Merrow and Sean Waltman.
2: Can't tell if you're being serious or not, because I, I, I would pay money for that. Uh, this was when, when did he go
3: to WCW to become
2: six right mm-hmm. after fall brawl this year?
3: Ah, OK, yeah, because he's already growing the goatee. He's letting his hair go, you know, frizzy. He's uh, clearly like given up on the on the old, you know, fresh face kid look. But a clip is shown from earlier at the free for all, which was their pre show where the Ultimate Warrior is cutting a promo in his locker room. Marlena walks up and blows cigar smoke in his face. And then Gold Dust walks up with a handful of glitter and blows it in his face before running away. The Warrior shouts and beats his chest because, you know, that's a normal response. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't see. And he, like, beats his chest. I'm like, what the hell did I watch? I will say this. I liked this look. For warrior, like the multicolored weird like paint.
2: Yeah, me too. It was a that's out. I'm waiting for it, and I, I got it late, so I got to wait till July. But
3: I have a Jacks figure of this look of the warrior. Actually.
2: I have that Jacks figure too, but the, yeah. of course Mattel ones light, light years better, which I need. So right, yeah. This one
3: though, I I don't know why I never noticed this. Warrior has a tattoo, yeah, like a big ass bicep tattoo. I never noticed that. Like. All right. Either way, we get this. I guess it's a match. It's Goldust with Marlena and the Bodyguard taking on the Ultimate Warrior. He's uh, defending the Intercontinental title against the Warrior. It goes just over seven and a half minutes. Uh, Yeah. Well, Goldust comes to the ring for his match with Marlena and a mystery man who is Mantar cosplaying as Big Bubba Rogers. <laughs> I mean, did you think that? Where?
2: You yeah. Because
3: like, I was like, that's one of two people. That's either Mr. Hughes or Big Bubba.
2: <laughs> Big effing Bubba.
3: And I had to look it up. I'm like, I because I was looking at the card and I saw he had a Wikipedia page for the bodyguard. I'm like, wait, who the hell is this guy? And I click on it and I'm like, that's mantar
2: uh, At what point hell, do they? Do they be like, um, we're done with this crap. You're gonna be a bodyguard now.
3: Yeah, he traded in his hooves for some uh, loafers.
2: Yeah, he traded up.
3: Yeah, Right, that's, <laughs> <Anyways>. that's bad. <laughs> Goldust has his left knee taped up because they claim he took a fall when he was running from the Warrior backstage on the free-for-all. Yeah. Uh, when Warrior's entrance starts, Vince McMahon jizzes all over himself and the front row. Like, he just loses his mind and blows it all over the damn place <laughs> i've never heard him oversell something so much in my life i yeah, think for all the crap people out.
2: say i think i don't think he ever hated the warrior even with the whole SummerSlam crap
3: yeah i don't think he hated him i think he was annoyed with him and he was like god dang just act like a normal human he really did come from parts unknown i'll say this if he hated him he wouldn't have paid him so much damn money twice well, <laughs> right But, yeah, either way, Goldust gets so scared of the warrior, he grabs Marlena, and they hightail it to the back. The warrior picks up Marlena's cigar and puffs on it. Meanwhile, Vince McMahon is claiming, well, the warrior doesn't smoke, so who are you going to believe? Vince McMahon or your lion eyes? (laughs) Uh. How how are you going to tell us I don't think he smokes while he is actively smoking in front of our face on camera?
2: I uh, I just it's <laughs> back to um uh the empty arena match with the Rocket Mankind when Rock sipped the uh the Jack Daniels. And yeah. He's like that's uh, that's not real alcohol though. Real alcohol's never touched the Rock's lips.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, so fucking stupid. Doesn't uh, doesn't Dwayne Johnson now have like a tequila line?
3: <laughs> I think he does. Yeah, some kind of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, the irony. I know. Uh.
3: The warrior takes Goldust director's chair, sits in it, and puffs on Marlena's cigar as Goldust goes nuts. Goldust grabs Mike and threatens the crowd yet again with coming out there and kissing them all. So cool. I guess that's just his thing.
2: It's just borderline rape at this point.
3: I know. There are children in that audience. Like, he's threatening sexual assault. Ah, the warrior is smoking like, indoors. Yeah. <laughs> smoking indoors, sexual assault, and family fun, baby.
2: OK, you know what? Earlier when I mentioned this is the prelude of the attitude era, this is not what I meant. Right. But no, there you go. Oops. Just do a
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. Here's another one. Eventually, Goldust puts on his robe and he sits in the director's chair, telling the warrior to kiss his hand. Warrior puts the cigar out on his hand instead and then clotheslines him out of the chair. Goldust staggers off with Marlena and they finally call the match. The Warrior now beats down Goldust's bodyguard before disrobing him and body-slamming him. The Fink announces the Warrior is the winner via count-out, but I don't think the match even started, technically. And Vince McMahon was also confused, and he owns the company. (sighs) Uncle Dave said that this wasn't just a worst match of the year candidate, but a candidate for the worst match of the decade. And he gave it negative three and a half stars. I gave it negative one, because if you're going to call this a match, it blew ass what what state I, you? I
2: i gave her nothing because i didn't call it a match so
3: yeah i it just it's technically it's in the record books so eh, but what the f what is this <sighs> but anyway backstage doc Hendricks is standing by as the british bulldog is trying to push past a bunch of agents to get into Shawn michael's locker room we will not learn more about this on this show but it's uh it's coming but
2: Yeah, it's, it's actually on the video cassette, uh, but like, oh really, I did like this whole thing because it was setting up the next pay-per-view, which I was like, that was pretty clever if you ask me. Yeah. It's like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, but the next pay-per-view main event's already basically set.
3: Well, this is coming to, uh, you know, the, the infamous angle where, you know, the, the, uh, Shawn Michaels, Diana Hart thing or Diana Hart Smith, whatever, where, uh, Stu calls up, uh, and and he he calls up and he gets Vince, or, uh, excuse me, Jim Cornette, and Cornette thinks it's Owen playing a rib on him. So and he and Stew is sitting there. He's like, so why uh, uh, why you making uh, Diana look like a whore? And <laughs> and Cornette Cornette, like I said, thought it was uh Owen joke or they you all know, pranking him. So so he's like saying all this like disgusting stuff he's like oh yeah it's that uh, it's that disgusting uh, pervert bruce pritchard you know he wanted to to bend her over and do all this stuff to her and just going on this whole rant and then owen walks by and he's like hell was that on the phone and he's like that was stew and he's like
2: what <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a horrible like um, uh uh scene in a comedy or something
3: <laughs> yeah i know yeah because he hung up on him and he sees it and then uh he and then stew calls back and Bruce Pritchard answers the phone because he's like, oh, I've got to go by. And Bruce is like, oh, okay. And he answers the phone. He's like, hey, Stu, what's going on? He's like, yeah, you uh, some kind of pervert. Eh? <laughs> and he's like, what the hell's going on?
2: Oh, <sighs> man. Don't worry. They're going to give the rhino a job.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The rhino's doing real good. Eh? Maybe you can put him under a mask. Eh? Call him who? <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: I think that already happened. Anyway.
2: <laughs> the build-up this is 96. I don't even think yeah. he comes in. I don't think he's there in 96. I don't know where he's at.
3: Well, when did who happen? 95. Oh, gosh.
2: <sighs> Best year in wrestling, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. We get the build-up package for the next match that shows Vader is a bad, bad man after injuring Yokozuna with repeated Vader bombs to Yokozuna's left leg. Was this the one where they forklifted his ass out of there?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah.
3: Oh, man. Well, now we get Vader with Jim Cornette versus the bad guy, Razor Ramon. This is also his last show, if I remember correctly. Yeah, this one went just shy of 15 minutes. I thought it was pretty slow and boring. Vader looked way more out of shape than he ever did in WCW. In the end, Razor gets back body dropped out of a Razor's Edge attempt. Vader jumps up and sits down on his chest and then pins him. For some reason, Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half for average. What say you?
2: Uh, did Cornets check clear some? Uh I gave it two. Yeah. It was uh, interesting. I, I find it funny when you really look back on it. They essentially just traded Vader for Hall and Nash.
3: <laughs> yeah, kind of. And uh, WCW got the better end of that deal. I like Vader. I really liked him in WCW, but I don't think he ever had a... real. I can't say ever. He didn't have a lot of good matches in WWF.
2: Uh, SummerSlam match with Shawn was pretty good.
3: Yeah. Was that the one where he called him fat and told him to move?
2: I Maybe.
3: I can't remember because there was the one. The, that's the only one I remember is where he goes for the elbow drop and Vader was supposed to move. So Shawn jumps off the top rope, lands on his feet and looks down and yells, move, and then kicks him. And he goes, move, you fat piece of crap. And he kicks him.
2: Oh, Vader knows he is. You would literally say it on pay-per-view later.
3: <laughs> I I know. Apparently, he took it even further because, you know, he's like, well, I'm a fat piece of crap. I'm cleaning it up, by the way. Uh, but Bruce Pritchard said, yeah, he went even further with that than we told him to. We were like, yeah, you don't have to say all that. <laughs> like, But OK. But him with Cornette just reminds me of the, you know, Cornette talking about. And this has been corroborated by multiple people. They said he never washed his gear. So he stunk all the time. And his his gloves were, f- like, flaking. And Cornette said he grabbed him, like, at one time and shook him. And he said he had to throw the blazer away because, like, black marks just went all down it from where he touched him.
2: Uh oh, Cornette should throw his ugly blazers away anyways. I
3: didn't even think about this. He said he got all that crap from uh, Kentucky Derby season because they dress like that down for the Kentucky Derby. And he said wow. he, all, he he would always <laughs> go shopping during that time to specifically to get ugly-ass suits.
2: Does he live in Kentucky?
3: Yep, uh, I want to say Louisville. He lives around Louisville, so well. Hey, the devil went down to Kentucky. <laughs> anyway, next Do up. Do uh,
2: atheists believe in the devil?
3: Well, no, of course not. But well, that, I mean, mean <laughs> he is he is the antichrist of podcasting.
2: <laughs> I don't think he ever. I don't think he ever wants to be called the antichrist or anything. It's too close to, you know what. Yeah.
3: Uh, But Doc Hendricks talks with Jim Cornette and Vader outside of the ring now to let them know that WWF president Gorilla Monsoon has announced Vader's opponent at the next In Your House will be Yokozuna. Vader gets pissed and he keeps shoving Cornette in anger before Cornette cuts a promo about Yoko telling him that Vader's going to destroy him. Ah and we'll watch that match, so I don't know if it's any good or not, but I'm going to assume during this time... I don't remember
2: off the top of my head right now. Like I forgot that match even happened, so... I thought I watched yeah,
3: same that. here. Yeah, I don't... Now I'm thinking, it's like, did it happen, or did Yoko, like, cash out at this time? I don't know. I know...
2: I know Yoko's gonna last at least until SummerSlam, because he wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin on that pre-show. So yeah, least. okay. He's there through then, at least.
3: Yoko... They, I felt kind of bad for him because they would always like, not always. I shouldn't say that. They, they, a couple times, they would, whenever they would put him in a match against another like big guy who, you know, wasn't all that mobile. It always sucked. It was always boring. Like i was just thinking about his his match with King Mabel. You remember that?
2: Oh God, that was one of the worst wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life.
3: Well, at least we got that cool meme of Mabel dancing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm on the bright side. <laughs>
3: I know. I'm 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 digging here, man. Anyway, we now get a promo for America Online, where Paul Bearer and the Undertaker are answering questions under a blue light. This was very comical. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at this. You remember America Online chats, man? I I had it. Yeah, I I, I had a few friends with uh, AOL.com addresses. The three I remember growing up was Yahoo.com, AOL.com, and uh, I think Juno.com. Oh,
2: uh, Earthlink, too.
3: That, that was another one, yeah. Last I knew, some people still have like a Time Warner email, but it's like Time Warner doesn't even technically exist anymore. Either way. Uh, up next, we get the body donnas of Skip and Zip. Defend there with Sonny, by the way.
2: <laughs> I like that. The body on is of Skip and Zip as if there's others. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know. But they're
0: defending
3: <laughs> the WWF World Tag Team titles against the Godwins, Phineas I. Godwin and Henry O. Godwin, Pig and Hog. They have Hillbilly Jim in their corner.
2: This damn feud went on forever.
3: <clears throat> you think? This one. I'll get into it at the end of the match. But this went for just over seven minutes. I love how Phineas is so poor and redneck that his wrist tape is duct tape. Did you catch
2: that? I did not catch that, but (laughs) I guess it makes sense. It's a nice little touch,
3: I'll say. Uh, In the end, Sonny gives the whole thing here is that Phineas is obsessed with Sonny. So which was just like an ongoing thing in every feud that involves Sonny. Do you realize that? I did. And in the end, Sonny gives Phineas an autographed picture of herself, distracting him. Hillbilly Jim chases her off with a slop bucket, and the ref gets distracted as Henry hits one of, one of the Bonnie Donnas with a slop drop. I don't know which one. The Bonnie Donnas. Was, was Dr. Tom, was he zip? Yeah. Okay. I I didn't even recognize him with the his hair just buzzed and blonde.
2: That might have know. been as intense. And I yeah.
3: Don't right. Is it is it sad that the only time he was a tag champion in WWE was as this? <laughs> Wait, wasn't Not he? A, uh, he was oh, like he smokey was champion. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, is uh, the part of the heavenly bodies. Yeah,
2: Doctor Tom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he hits Zip with the slop drop, and the body Donna a switch spots, and Skip, who was Chris Candido, rolls Henry up for the win. Uncle Dave gave this one and three quarter star. I just gave it two stars. What say you?
2: I I, I gave it two. I was like eh, it was watchable.
3: I don't think these guys like these two teams. I don't think they sucked. They just weren't any team that I really gave a crap about.
2: I do remember. I feel like they were shoved down our throats heavily in 1995. Yeah. I
3: just remember the story. I can't, I, I want to say it was Bruce Pritchard. It was somebody who told the story about there was a time where they did slop Sonny and they left the bucket in the, le, in the locker room and they made sure to make like a big announcement. They're like, Hey, we're slopping Sonny with this tonight. Nobody mess with the bucket. Wink, wink. <laughs> and, uh, it got filled with, uh, multiple bodily, you know, fluids and whatnot. So, there you go. Wrestling's weird. I mean, gross. sure <laughs> too. You don't say. How many stories are floating around out there about X-Pac and uh, feces? Like, that right there, man. And that's only one dude. <laughs> and I like when, when there's a story, when he has to clarify, he's like, oh, that one wasn't my poop.
2: <laughs> like, like, cool? Like, <laughs> So you were Uh, my 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 crap is everywhere, but I ain't taking responsibility for that one.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, that that one. I mean, I did it, but that wasn't mine. It was somebody else like, oh, gosh, that makes it worse. (sighs) We now get a commercial for the uh, next WWF in your house event, which will end up being Beware of Dog, as we mentioned.
2: Beware of dog one and two.
3: Yeah, the the two night event. And we'll talk about that more next month when we get into it. Doc Hendricks now interviews Mark Merrow, excuse me, Wildman Mark Merrow backstage about his match next month. They've already booked this match for Beware of Dog against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Merrow tells Helmsley off for messing with Sable and tells him that he's entering the jungle to answer the call of the wild. This gimmick is a huge departure from Johnny B. Bad in like every way, shape and form. I thought it worked. It was okay, but like the thing is, after seeing him as Johnny B. Bad, you're like, what the f is this? <laughs> it's like, well, especially not a little
2: Richard. That's who
3: it is. Especially when you know the backstory of Vince wanted Johnny B. Bad and found out he couldn't get the gimmick, so he gave him this. Like, all right, like his speech pattern was different, just like everything, and the complete opposite of flamboyant, by the way. <laughs> But either way, now we get a build-up package again for Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. It's kind of like the opening package, but this one's longer and it's got Todd Pettengill doing the voiceover. So there's that. Uh, it takes us through
2: very underrated hype man, by the way. I need to say.
3: I know he used a to get of...
2: me so freaking fired up and amps for pay-per-views. I, just I don't like care what anybody says. Voice. I think I think he is great.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I always dug him and. Uh... I mean, growing up, like like I talked about, you know, I used to rent all the, the videotapes and stuff like that back in the day. Throw in your Google machine, VHS, and, and renting videotapes. Just, just look it up. That, that'll that consume your whole afternoon. But anyway, yeah, he was one of the voices of my childhood. Like, honestly, when I first got into wrestling, sad to see him go. I,
2: I feel like he could be over the top, but oh, I also well, yeah. feel like he loved being there and wasn't just something he was being paid for yeah he didn't going so over the top i feel they worked
3: i didn't i didn't feel like he was ever winking at us you know Yeah. right like that's i always hate that when it's like they're over the top and then they're like oh yeah look at this what i'm doing huh it's stupid isn't it like yeah we I, get it it's corny
2: i would say also that um sean mooney was also damn good but in the more serious way
3: yeah yeah he was i in mean a very different style but yeah, yes i, I liked but, him
2: I think they were huge contractions. He got great compliments to one another, but just seeing it, right. just seeing him here though. I really felt like, you know, he's hold on. Sorry. My, I don't know what the hell I said to activate Bixby. Uh, <laughs> uh Anyways, uh, it, I just felt like he really cared and he got you excited for the event. Like, yeah, definitely. His voice was a great voiceover. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, but... I, I say that because I've, I've heard people say he sucked. I'm like, oh, get lost, man.
3: Mooney or Pettengill?
2: uh pettingill oh
3: I, yeah I,
2: I, I loved him i thought he was great yeah i don't know like you like did have some like over-the-top fish reactions but like i said he always kept it about it and yeah. you know that you, was got a gen- very... you got a very he felt he was genuine you know so it's like screw that was, that was very wwf mid-90s yeah so
3: yeah that was like he in that respect it was perfect like uh, what else would you expect when they brought him back last year for in
2: your house dude i I lost it i'm not gonna lie
3: (laughs) oh yeah i marked i was like ah Ah. pettingill uh but yeah this this package takes us through sean hiring diesel as his bodyguard years ago diesel winning the wwf title losing the title sean winning it at wrestlemania 12 and then diesel turning his back on sean ending their friendship also i love how i I, I love bret hart but todd pettingill says he quote Maybe the greatest WWF champion of all time. What the hell? No. <laughs> and and you know I'm a big mark for Brett, but uh, no. <laughs> One of the greatest wrestlers, like actual wrestlers to hold that belt? Sure, yeah, I'll give you that. But
0: uh,
3: whatever. But from the free-for-all, Shawn Michaels says that He's going to celebrate with his clique, which, for those that don't remember, were his fans. That's what he called him. Uh, after dancing all over Diesel's face. That
2: was a tongue-in-cheek tongue in thing, by the
3: way. <laughs> right. Uh, meanwhile, Diesel tells Vince McMahon he's got a, he's got uh, something big for him tonight. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Uh, going back real quick to the start of the Attitude Era, this is like one of the first times I ever heard anybody... I don't know if it's really swearing, but... Like when Sean said, I'm going to kick a seven-foot ass. Oh, she, yeah. Like, for me, that was the first time I heard someone say ass on, on WWE.
3: Yeah, there were yeah. a few There were a few times where it's like – because I always try to put my, myself mentally in, the, in that time when I'm watching a show.
2: Oh, and... I do, too. I'm like, where was I when I was watching this? I'm serious. Yeah. Like, when I watched this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was here. Coincidentally, I lived about five minutes away from my current house now when I was watching this. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that comes full circle. Wow. Uh yeah like I am right there with you. Yeah. Well
3: because cuz I'm remembering uh one of I think it was the very first Survivor series that we uh, that uh I reviewed with Jacob Grandi now in the archives. Uh the build up package was uh DiBiase tried to build the ti- or excuse me buy the title from Hogan and Hogan says hell no. And we <laughs> yep. were like and we were like whoa like nowadays then, like
2: and then when they, he he said that he panned the crowd you can see the kids there too I'm like wow Yeah the
3: you know? uh, yeah the kids are like oh, he said the h word <laughs> but now it's Dude, like Dude I was a know, kid know. I was afraid to say
2: the word stupid I am mean, <laughs> <Yeah, I'm> serious
3: <laughs> Yeah right I I always well, I got a story for to tell you off air about that but anyway uh that'll take us into the main main event here but we're going to take our second to last break and when we come back, we are going to dive into the main event of Good Friends, Better Enemies.
1: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
3: Fubo TV offers you live sports and TV without the overpriced cable. Fubo TV offers 100 channels, live and on demand, plus over 130 streaming in 4K,
1: and a cloud DVR is included. The Fubo TV app is available on all smart devices,
3: so you can watch what you want, when you want. There are no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. Cut the cord and sign up for your free trial at fubo.tv today. Fubo TV is a sponsor of the main event marks and unhinged sports network.
4: No one really tries to be unsafe online.
0: Enter address for free tater tots.
3: But every time you give up info and privacy, so I gave your birth date for free parking. That's how I got this robe. You may give up some safety too. Norton 360 with LifeLock has device security, a VPN for online privacy and identity theft protection, all in one. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft, but you can save 25% or more off your first year. Opt into cyber safety at Norton.com/news
1: Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
3: All right, we're back. It is the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels with Jose Lothario in his corner. He's defending the WWF World's heavyweight title against Big Daddy Cool Diesel in a no-holds-barred match. It went just shy of 18 minutes. They make sure to show Mad Dog Vashon at ringside, which will come into play later.
2: This is the one where Diesel yeah, threw the the vest at vince right yeah yeah he takes off his dry that's important note right off the bat um yeah almost like it was a f you this is i'm gone that was my first note i'm like
3: yeah like well they kept playing this up because like vince is getting into it Diesel's getting into it uh they kept playing this up because i mean like i said in the build-up he says something about vince i got something for you tonight and it's like why like and i don't think it really comes into play other than this right here but uh yeah i mean if you know you know i guess but either way uh michaels pulls off spanish announcer hugo sabinovich's boot uh my
2: a uh, running feed by
3: the way of this match well uh yeah right uh Savinovich, i i always laughed because uh he he commentates for triple a now and uh uh my my friends passed away uh santiago said oh well, yeah we always call him hugo son of a bitch it <laughs> looks like it yeah right but he pulls off Savinovich's boot, and he comes off the top rope and, and uh, hits Diesel in the face with it. At one point, Diesel chokes out the ref, steals his belt. He probably could have just asked nicely. But he he beats up Sean oh, with that it. that would be fun. I know. And then he hangs him with the belt over the top rope. Diesel then chucks the fink aside. Like, what did he ever do? And he steals his chair. And he beats Sean with it. Uh, when Sean fights back, Diesel low blows him. Sean continues to get crapped on as he gets jackknifed right through the announce table, sending man's monitors and headset flying. Actually, sent, they focus on him, but I think the Kings got ripped off, too. So we were uh, sitting without announcers there for, for a little while. Uh, Diesel then poses with a WWF title in the ring as Sean fights to get to his feet. Vince shouts, just let, the, just let it be over. Just let it be over. And Sean fights to his feet anyway, and uh diesel goes for him again but sean blasts him in the eyes with a fire extinguisher sean gains control but diesel shuts him down again diesel eventually pulls off or well he pulls mad dog vachon over the railing into the uh, the aisle and he rips off his prosthetic leg (sighs) that's what we were talking about earlier uh hbk right then hbk low blows diesel takes the leg (laughs) something i never thought i'd say And he blasts Diesel in the face with it. He then nails Sweet Chin Music for the win. Uncle Dave gave this four and a half stars. I didn't like it quite so much. I gave it three and a half. What say you?
2: I am right in between. (laughs) I love this. I gave it four. I thought this was a brilliant match.
3: I thought it was really good. Uh, These guys always did pretty well with each other. Sean... (laughs) Sean didn't take a First crappy of all, Sean Sha
2: anything is already at least three.
3: oh yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever given a match with him anything less than three stars, so, even when he wasn't trying. But yeah, I don't know, this was definitely the match of the night. I mean, no question about it. and uh, it was it was good. but
2: after yeah, the match, i uh, i re- I really forgot how emotional this match was, too. Yeah. Like, knowing what I know now, it's like, wow, you can really see it. Like, this is literally, like, the end.
3: Yeah, Diesel went in with an F the world attitude. Uh, Sean went in there with a I'm-going-to-show-everybody-that-I'm-the-man attitude.
2: Uh, Screw him, I can carry this company.
3: Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It came off really well. Everybody uh, played their parts really great, and uh, it was was a really good send-off. Sean Michaels... It's crazy
2: to think, by the way, that after this, it it would be Michaels and Vader and uh, maybe Ahmed and I guess Warrior Bulldog carrying the whole company for the whole year Yeah. Brett wouldn't come back until 96 or in uh, November of, of this year in 96 yeah. yeah. is nothing so, really yet so
3: right yeah he's an up and comer at this point so I mean, he just got out of being the ringmaster didn't
2: he yeah was the last yeah. time you said Austin was nothing <laughs>
3: right I know it's crazy to think But after the match, uh, Shawn Michaels celebrates with the WWF title as Vince McMahon loses his effing mind and the pyro blows above the ring. That was cool. He got a good celebration out of it.
2: Uh, I think the last time I saw that much pyro in Nebraska is when someone, like, grew a couple of great stocks of corn.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good, Good lord. Uh, this was uh, the last pay-per-view appearance, as we mentioned, for both Diesel and Razor Ramon, and even though they lost, Vince McMahon went out of his way to avoid burying them, letting both men have great matches and praising both for their performances. I That is, that is true. He did not bury either one of them on the way out. I mean, yeah, they did the I,
2: Even though like, Sean won, I think Diesel shined more in this match, personally. But...
3: Yeah, well, I freaking... Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, whatever. Yeah, he lost, but he was putting over a top guy that they were trying to build. So it's not like he was, you know, oh, jobbing. Right. Wow. So it's not like he was, you know, jobbing out in the curtain jerker to, you know, TL Hopper or something.
2: I w- so... I would not have blamed him one bit for no showing that. But...
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that one, I yeah, for what sure.
2: Was Madonna's boyfriend, Dirty White Boy. Which one was he? Was he N-
3: no? He was a uh, he was Dirty White Boy. Madonna's boyfriend was uh, Luis McCauley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. That, um, that, that does it for the show. Uh, we're going to take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, uh, we're going to get into the final ratings and tell you what's to come in the month ahead in May. We'll be right back. Follow the
1: Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
3: Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event marks and unhinged sports network.
1: Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
3: All right, we are back. Final ratings time. IMDB gave this 6.4 out of 10. CageMatch.net gave it 6.04 out of 10. I give it 6 out of 10. Well, 6, six and a half out of 10, I'd say. So uh, C minus, D plus, somewhere in there. Uh, it was... I don't know. I it, it was it wasn't terrible. I'll say that. I didn't hate watching it. I just. What do you say?
2: I, I gave it a C plus. Mm. I really love the main event. Yeah. To me, that alone is worth watching it. But I'm you know, if you were to put this on and fast forward right to the main event, I wouldn't say you're missing much.
3: Right. Uh, yeah. But,
2: yeah. It's, I mean, this was a one match show, but man, it it hit. I thought.
3: Yeah, and it was very famous for multiple reasons. Uh, when. When Conrad Thompson asked uh, Bruce Pritchard about this, I specifically remember he said uh, he said it was Mad Dog Vachon's idea. He was like, take my leg. Use my leg. He's like, all right. <laughs> it's like, well, if uh, it, it's not like they came up to him and was like, hey, uh, you might have to rip off your leg and, and use it. No, I like he was like Good. He, he, he was there and he wanted to be a part of it. And they said he loved every minute of it because he he could be a part of the show again, you know? The, A lot of
2: old guys getting their asses beat in the Shawn Michaels era between him and Cornette. Was that Jose? <laughs> Jose. <Julio>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Oh, there's gotta, there's gotta be more that, that we're missing here. Who, who are we missing?
2: Uh, ah, I, that might be it. Top of my head, I don't know, but
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can. I guess they weren't old, but I guess you could count the over the hill Hart brothers. So, I don't know, but anyway. Uh yeah
2: the, the the one with the poor mustache might have been old oh, he looked it but
3: yeah Keith I think yeah he was uh he was older the tag title match was fine it was you know it wasn't terrible Vader and Razor was watchable I I feel like the second half of the match was really you know it was, it was pretty good the opener I liked it a lot more than Greg did but you know it it was what it was but like Greg said it was uh basically one match show you know so whatever. Uh, and
2: it's not, not that's not bad either when it hits and this hit yeah I thought so sometimes yeah, one match show could be hit or miss and it uh, wasn't that great nope right I thought this match delivered
3: and it's not like you had to sit through a four hour show to get to it you right. know it's like I mean you paid fifteen bucks you got two and a half hours of content and a really good match to top it off I mean you know it's that it's worth it was worth that money so that does it for that. But uh, next week, well, I, actually, I guess we should just tease, uh, tease a little bit of May here, because we've been talking about the uh, the In Your House. But next week, we're going to WCW. We are going to Super Brawl 1. That took place in
2: which, 1991.
3: Which, yes, was in May. <laughs> yeah, that threw Greg off. He was like, wait, uh, Super Brawl was in May? <laughs> I said, yep. I think it was the only one that took place in May.
2: It actually. was. I always thought it was created for, like, you know, because it's in the same one as the Super Bowl, but...
3: Yep. But no, the, this one was headlined by Ric Flair and Tatsumi Fujinami, who I believe was the IWGP champion at the time. Ric Flair was a WCW champion at the time, so...
2: Wasn't yeah. WCW, it was the NWA. It was 1991, so I
3: don't... They might have still been calling it an, the NWA title at this time. I know they transitioned. It was owned by Turner, and they were officially calling it WCW, but... They might have still called it the NWA title. I can't remember. But that is May 5th, Super Brawl 1. I'm looking forward to watching that just for that match. Uh,
2: yeah, I it's uh, it. CEO de Mayo, so of course i will be eating tacos there. So.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Ariba. Uh, <laughs> May 12th, we're going to get into the sequel to this. It is WWF In Your House, Beware of Dog. And,
2: One and two. Uh,
3: yeah, because that was the night the lights went out. Because of a gigantic electric storm, and yeah, they they wrestled more than half the card in the dark for the for the live crowd, and then they redid the matches that were not televised. They they redid them the next night on Raw for free. So
2: there's that. No, no, no. They yeah? would they would do a whole another pay per view, and you get that pay per view for free on Tuesday night.
3: Oh, was it on? Okay, I thought they yeah. did it on Raw. Hmm. Yeah. They All talked right, well, about
2: it heavily on Raw. Well, the lights went out last night, so if you ordered it, you're going to get tomorrow night free. You're going to see the rest of them. So.
3: Huh. Well, how about that? Well, I stand corrected. But either way, it is a two-night event. Uh, it was, They they literally were like, uh, can we have a Mulligan? I may <laughs> so, have another volley. <laughs> you're right. We need another Caribbean strap match, sir. Uh, I like
2: how that's the one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. It's uh, Steve Austin versus Savio Vega, which I feel like happened 5,000 times during this era. But either way,
2: uh, under- May, n- we'll get
3: into it, though. But. Uh, May 19th was Don't NWA. Say that day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that crap. <sighs> but May 19th was NWA. We are covering NWA Capital Combat 1990. For those that are wondering what's the significance of the show? RoboCop was there. Oh, yeah.
2: Let's brings <sighs> back some memories, man.
3: <laughs> I'm sure you marked the hell out for RoboCop. I
2: believe I... Well, I mean, first of all, who'd he save? So say? It, yeah. So there's that.
3: Right. <laughs> but yeah,
2: and I, lo- I love RoboCop to this day, so hell yeah, I marked out. Looking back, I see how stupid it was, but I mean, you know, I still remember it fondly.
3: Hey, dead or alive, them heels were coming with him. Right. <laughs> uh, and then... Sleep. <laughs> yeah. The May bonus show. It was originally we had to we had to call an, an audible here we were originally going to cover the first ever Saturday Night's main event took place in uh, in May of uh, eighty nine or no 80, 87. maybe it was earlier 86, than that. eighty
2: six actually. Uh,
3: okay, we're both wrong. Eighty five. Okay. It was May of eighty five. So so it was right right after I thought
2: it was after WrestleMania two. Okay, right after WrestleMania yeah. one.
3: Yeah. So. That's uh, we were going to review that, but it they have not I'm uploaded. Like
2: a, I'm like a year old by this time.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they haven't uploaded any of the Saturday Night Main Events to Peacock yet, which.
2: I say we call it Audible and do it if at the time of recording it's there.
3: Yes, because I'll tell you what we are replacing it with, uh, supposedly. But it, that as of now, we're going to say that it is not the show. But if it pops up on Peacock before we got to record, then it'll be that if it is not on Peacock by then. We're covering ECW's Hardcore Heaven 2000. That one is headlined by Lance Storm and Just Incredible. And I believe it's Lance Storm's last ECW show. It's against his his, uh, tag partner, Just Incredible. So 2000 didn't totally suck in ECW.
2: My opinion, 2000 was their best year. I don't know what that's saying, but 2000 was the (laughs) best year.
3: Not a lot. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then May 26th, the closeout of the month. We're going really old school. AWA Super Clash two. So we have it now in the archives. We have Super Clash three.
2: Where which, was this? Was this at the Cow Palace? Um, I don't, of, I don't of, remember.
3: Uh, yeah, one of them was. I, I can't remember if it was the last one or.
2: Actually, I think it was might been the last one.
3: It this one was this one was at the Cow Palace. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, in it, it took place May second, nineteen eighty seven. In uh, Daly City, California. This one was headlined by Kurt Hennig and Nick Bockwinkel for the AWA title. So that alone should be worth the uh, the watch. We have previously covered Super Clash Three now in the archives. That was it wasn't the main event, which was weird, but it was headlined by Lawler, uh, Jerry Lawler, and um, Kerry Von Erich in a title unification match for the WCWA and AWA world titles. That show was an interesting watch, I'll say. Yeah. That is that for May. One more time, we are sponsored by FuboTV and Fanatics. Links are down in the podcast description. Please, if you are listening on a podcast feed, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I would very much appreciate it. So would Greg. Give all your love to us. I also
2: need to say something real quick about Unhinged. I got yeah. a message from somebody who didn't realize it's free. Really? I think some. I don't know. Maybe they don't advertise enough that they're free, and that's not a shot or anything. I'm just saying people don't know that this is free. Someone yeah, messaged me goes, "Hey, I would I would listen, but I I can't afford to pay for the Unhinged Network." I'm like, "Dude, it's there's no charge." So it's internet some radio. Kind of yeah. Dis- disconnect, just dis- discord, disconnect whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's free. <laughs> So, yeah,
3: right. It's it's just internet radio. You just go unhingedsn.airtime.pro or unhingedsn.com. And, uh, yeah, it's it's all free right there. It's just internet radio. That's all it is. You don't have to download an app even. Just go to the website on your uh, phone's actually, browser. It's
2: actually a lot more convenient this way.
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: I mean I would, yeah. I would, honestly, if I'm being selfish, I prefer the download number, but <laughs> well, whatever helps. But you could just listen to it like a radio so that's cool exactly
3: too. yeah and, and there's a ton of other great shows on there that cover you know there's a uh, you know hockey shows like two for chirping there's uh, in the marbles which is a nascar show far end of the bench you know they cover a bunch of uh,
2: so clearly uh, they cover stuff. not just sports they also cover nascar but
3: oh for yeah. god's sake uh, but yeah there's uh just a a metric crap ton of sports shows all over there there's you know time to time to BS high low sports I just give, giving shout outs here to all the all the great dudes on the uh, unhinged sports network again we air at 8 p m eastern 5 p m pacific on wednesday thursday and monday and at 9:30 p m eastern uh, what is that 6:30 p m pacific on wednesday as well so that so we get an immediate replay after the the air live so we're doing it live <laughs> but anyway thank you for joining me today greg
0: mm-hmm.
3: we will see you all next week for super brawl
4: <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle